where's the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Uh Uh-oh. Jackson screwed up the intro, and that was probably he choked because Randy Carricker was in the studio, and he's never had star power between 10 and 11 on this show. Man. Does that one hurt? I dropped the ball because it's the... The music isn't wrong, it's in the wrong place. What's supposed to come up is bop, bop, and then you yes, yes it. Yeah, I mean, that's a tradition. And I'm a man who prides him because I'm not good at much else. Right. I can, but I, I pride myself on getting that right, and so to get that wrong, stings. Now my mic is falling over the place. I got to tell you something. Yo. This might be the final balloon party. That's not good. Well, I think there's some people going to text in at 314-399-9646 who are going to disagree with you. And I'll tell you why. So uh, Doug Vaughn, who I've worked with now, Jackson, for, God, I guess almost, I mean, hell, when you talk television, quarter a century. Yeah. Sweet mother of mercy, that just hit me. Mm. 17 years at TMA, and uh, we had five years together at KMOV. And uh, he was say, he's hosting a sound story tomorrow. And uh, the person who is doing the sound story is in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. And the elevator has been out here at Hubbard Radio St. Louis, the the entire building. It's Mm -hmm. not just the radio station. And he goes, as we were wrapping up and I was coming down here for an hour of radio excellence, uh, he said to me, he goes, I guess I got to talk to, and he, he asked about the contacting the general manager at Sound Story about having to reschedule because the elevator's still out. And just then, the TMA studio door had opened, mm. and I happened to see Hubbard Radio St. Louis market manager John Kiowski walking past. And I, and so my just, I just immediately said, hey, John, is the elevator still out? <laughs> when the elevator is, oh, I would say, you know, maybe a 58-degree wedge away oh, at the yeah. most. Yeah. I mean, for you, what, seven? Well, yeah, All bump right. and run. All right play it low, take the hawk out of play. And as opposed to going to look to see if it's still out, I see him and I'm like, I know he'll know the answer. And I said, hey, is the elevator still out? He goes, no, I just like to keep the sign there so everybody gets their steps in to be (laughs) fit at the start of the year. (laughs) What a dumb question. And I go, I got to tell you, I deserve every bit of this. It's a terrible question. It's a putt I'd like to have back. Yeah, just a little rousing. And so I assume at some point... Between now and 11.05, HR will be waiting for me mm. as I... So you, we might get the piddles hour. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll get whacked at 10.15, assuming I hit the break at 10.15. Probably 12% chance of that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I, 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 why the hell did I ask him? Well, you know, I don't know how you, you walked in to the station around 7. I and, al- But I always take the steps anyway. Oh, yeah. Me, man, I do as well. But 
uh, you would have seen that it was out, but by the time you know that we get off right. the air around ten, maybe it had been tended to. So you know, the question itself might not have been great, but his response was outstanding. That was maybe that comment on your part can save our jobs and save this Just show. Trying, yeah. but otherwise, this is the final balloon party. So everybody in the YouTube chat, including Tiny PP, Droid Effects, Brad Mud, and uh, is it? about sports is that right yeah yeah it's a real shame it's coming on the heels of our second anniversary gala yeah. with bob hope yeah bob hope you know, carol just, burnett <laughs> gary coleman all in for the second anniversary yep, very of our balloon party which of course is driven by Mungan and s burkard alton toyota compliments on my biggie sweatshirt i was gonna drop one for you that is outstanding do you like that script logo Crew neck. That's like hitting all my favorite things. Is that right? Oh, yeah. That's really is this, solid. Is this a forest green, Kelly green? I'll say it's Kelly green to represent my Mick heritage. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a taupe. Oh, God. Taupe. We had to go ledooing on our colors. Kind of a taupe There is sweatshirt. no one who went to anything other than Horton Watkins, MICDS, or Burroughs who has ever described the color of a Biggie sweatshirt as taupe. It's like and a, the people at Biggie's are probably canceling their ad buy on TMA right now as we yeah. speak. With, we with, heard that dandy boy on Balloon Party call our coloring taupe. We're well, out. The, the logo itself, yeah, is probably in the forest green. Thank you. Couldn't you have said that and not, not being condescending to the audience? But the sweatshirt itself, the background, is kind of a taupe, maybe a bone. You know, earth colors are in, Tim, so... It's it. like the Cardinals Saturday home a little color, bit, little for bit. those of you not watching on YouTube. I'm glad the Cardinals have kind of lightened up on the uh, on the cream on the Saturday uniforms. I, I prefer it a little. I like. I don't like the Giants look. They've altered how much cream they put on. It's it's like yeah, you know, if you leave like room for cream in the coffee. So are you saying that the the Cardinal home uniforms on Saturdays are less creamy than they were when they debuted them? Is that your take this morning? Because your Sunset Rose Bowl take is going to be the focal point of the show today. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah, it seems to me, and now I have to. Is that right? I have to admit I have partial color blindness. Uh, reds can be tough. Uh, dark brown. What navy. do you confuse reds for? Uh, sometimes it looks a little greenish, and then you're uh, kidding me. A little orangish, but the main problem is you see a re- like the 101 ESPN logo no, behind I, me right here. For those of you watching on YouTube, next to my taupe biggie sweater or sweatshirt, this looks green to you. No, no. So it's only certain shades, and it's only slightly. The bigger problem is dark brown, navy, dark green look black to me. That's, is that right? That's my biggest problem. Like that, like reversible belts that are brown and black are a that's a that's a I landmine. That. I understand that because I'll be wearing it on the wrong side, almost guaranteed. So I say that, but I do think the Cardinals have whitened up the Saturday uniforms just a touch because they when they debuted they're more like the Giants home uniforms that are very creamy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and now it seems like they're a touch more white. really that's what maybe I'm off. I saw did you see the article you might have sent it over this was posted on the TMA fan page on Facebook which everybody should join yep 7,000 strong amen I think we're at 7,200 now yeah. uh, somebody posted a link about the Cardinals adding uniforms oh god yeah I forgot about that that should have been that should have been topic that, number that one. That could be the lead as opposed to your Rose Bowl sunset take, yeah. which will probably dominate programming here on 101 ESPN the rest of the day once you reveal it. But So I saw the link, and, I, and then I read the article, and Bill DeWitt uh, III was interviewed, and he says, we currently have four uniforms. We have, of course, the traditional home whites. We have the apparently less creamy Saturday home uniform. Mm-hmm. We have the road grays as a tribute to the early 90s Greg Jeffries era. <laughs> and with the red hats, 
just awful. And we have the Powder Blues on Saturdays on the road. But Nike is adding these City Connect alternate jerseys. Now, did you you didn't read the article? I'm currently okay. I'm looking at it right because at when moment. you read the article, as opposed to the way that it was. I don't know if it's the headline or the way that it was posted on the fan page on the TMA fan page on Facebook. Uh, it it make people were making it sound like they were going to wear all red uniforms, and I'm going, I can't like I'm th- in my mind. You know where I went immediately when I read the headline, and then I read the article, and that's not the deal. I go, this Pally situation must be just like a dumpster <laughs> fire because these guys, these guys Grass build with the third for real. Like the only person more emotionally invested in the Cardinals road hats than me is Bill DeWitt the third. He understandably so me just another example of my perversion that I'm that upset about the red road hat. <laughs> and I'm like, he cares about the Cardinal uniform so much. There's no way in the world. This guy who is a great guy would just go screw it. We're the Diamondbacks. We'll wear anything. Right. There's just no way. No. So I click on the article like in a panic. Like my, I'm sure my whoop was like firing. Like <laughs> oh god, you're having a heart attack. And I'm like, if the Cardinals are wearing like a softball team's yeah, uniform on the road next year, wearing all red, I don't know what I'm going to do. That's the worst thing ever. And and then as it turns out, he said we're going to have a uniform and there will be more red in it. We looked at all red, but it looked like pajamas, so we won't be going all right. red. Right. So then I'm like, okay, are they going to go with? Because when when they're playing spring training games, they wear red jerseys yeah, with white pant. Yeah, bang practice uniforms. And then I guess go with the red hat with that if that's the direction they would go. Yeah, I think what I also read because it's the sick. I don't think thing. I would mind that. No. <sighs> Just bring back the Navy cap on the road and everybody's good. Yeah. So almost every other team does something where they have an all solid color top to go with their gray or white bottoms. The Cardinals are one of the few teams that don't. And I kind of like that they're unique like that. Like you think like Phillies have it. Well, they have have one of the the finest uniforms in all of sport. Absolutely. When they're at home. Absolutely. Now, what I also read is that they're going to change up the wording on the front. And it could be like Gateway City? Yeah, I'm not opposed. Just keep it script. Please keep it script. Don't try to mess around with that. i just seen all these City Connect uniforms come out over the last two years and saw how brutal some of them are and just nervous about what the Cardinals are going to do. Like the but Red Sox the one. I like, just don't oh think God. the Cardinals, unless... Like I said, I'm going. Oh boy, are things that bad with Bally's that they're going? Okay, we got we got to like tap into the merchandise thing, mm-hmm. and yeah, we might make another million, and that'll cut into the you know tens of millions we're going to lose on the TV deal, and we're going to dress like a softball team. Yeah. I read that and I go, oh my god, yeah, god. Just, I mean, first it's the you know <laughs> tribute to Delmar Gardens with the rotation, and then it's now it's all red uniforms. Where 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 have you gone, Jaime Garcia? What if they what if they backloaded Sunny Gray's deal so they could get the red pants in? Because <laughs> it was going to cut into revenue. I don't know. I mean, I just so anyway. I once I read the this this is kind of twenty twenty four journalism. Yeah, is I'll read the headline and then I'll give you my take. <laughs> and here's my podcast slash Substack on it. <laughs> but then you actually read the article and there's a quote from Bill DeWitt the third saying, "Yeah, we looked." at the all red it looked like pajamas so we're not doing that but the other uniform will have a lot more red in it because they don't have red a full red as the background on any of their jerseys yeah so i'm thinking it's going to look like the spring training thing which is all right i'm i'm okay with that that's not the and you go red hat with that 
Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Now, if you wanted to go all solid color and wanted to go away from the red, I have seen uh, they sell it. It's like a Cooperstown Classic jersey. It's a navy blue. I got to tell you, I kind of like that. With the red trim and I the like red STL logo on the breast. Oh, I don't know anything about that. I thought you'd like red, like the birds and the bat, except on a navy. It wouldn't but be. But it's clearly they're not going to do that because no. he's talking about red. Right. But I would love a navy. So then you go white pant. Do you go white pant with that? Yeah. Yeah. If you're at home, absolutely. You're going white pant. Well, what are you going with when you're on the road, baby? What are gray you going pant. with on the road? Got to go gray pant. I know what color is the hat. Always red. You, if you're gonna have a red jersey, okay, you gotta have a red hat. You can't. It's gonna mess be a hideous around. uniform now on the road. This uniform oh, yeah. situation is a crisis. Well, gray pants are awful. Like I they mean, look this, terrible. Listen, this is a year where we're just gonna watch the Dodgers and Braves play anyway. <laughs> that seems like. It's so let, why guess. don't we spend 2024 working on the uniforms? Yeah, yeah. And, and the navy cap, and we go oh, navy cap. We just fixed the whole thing. Got to be honest. Braves and Dodgers have outstanding uniforms. Absolutely outstanding. So not only are they winning the baseball games, they're winning the uniform games. World-class caps, great script logo on both of them. Just really good. Worst baseball uniform, go. Diamondbacks. I, I feel like Diamondbacks. It's, and, they, and, 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 and in that same article about the Cardinals in this whole red thing, they're like, and the Diamondbacks are announcing the uniform. like, oh, uh, these guys, they're like the Oregon of baseball. Yeah, them and the Rays, too, with that. Times New Roman Helvetica look on the hat. TB as weak as weak. Yeah, there's some bad ones out there, but none worse. The Diamondbacks all over the place. Diamondbacks are brutal. brutal. That's what I was thinking. Like, oh no, the Cardinals are going to become the Diamondbacks. Yeah, there's no way. If they went all red, that's what they would look like. They would legitimately look like that. <sighs> uh, all right. Uh, if you thought this discussion was asinine, just wait till <laughs> you hear. Because I would imagine many of you. Based on the numbers, what, that Rose Bowl game between Michigan and Alabama mm-hmm. was the highest rated CFP game ever or from the one with Alabama and Ohio State nine years ago? I think that might be. So that one beats it out for the overall, but at the peak of the Michigan-Alabama game. It had the most college football playoff viewers ever. Yeah, 32.8 okay. million. Okay. And then you go, this is where I was anyway. I got to go back to work on the second. I enjoy watching Texas and Washington, but I'm, I know I'm not going to stay up till the end, so I'm not really going to get emotionally invested in this. So they had, I think, an average of 18 million viewers, still super high, but because of when it kicked off. Well, wait till you hear the reason why these games started so late, and then wait till you hear who defends this and their reasoning. It wasn't me. (laughs) Big segment for Piddles coming up next. Get ready with your texts into the program, or maybe even a mic drop. Mm. 314-399-9646, Air Comfort Service. Text line, the YouTube chat. Droid Effects is really active, and so is Daddy B. Cookin', uh, who is a big fan of your work in there. Uh, You can participate in the YouTube chat, youtube.com, and it's the 101 ESPN channel. Assuming I am not terminated in this commercial break, we'll be back with more of Balloon Party next here on 101 ESPN and the 101 ESPN YouTube channel. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to Balloon Party, 101 ESPN. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan. That's Jackson Burkett. You can watch us and discuss how hot we are by going to uh, the YouTube channel. It's 101 ESPN. And you can also converse with many people who are in there right now. And is the is the script on my Biggie sweatshirt forest green 
Kelly Green, Hunter Green, or Tope? The, the script is almost certainly green. I'm talking about the sweatshirt itself is a little... I thought you said it was creamy. It is creamy. A little taupey. You ever have that cream of wheat? No. Hot cereal? Ugh. Ugh. That's you a know, antiquated You know, in St. Louis, all we could afford was porridge. Yeah, right. Cornmeal porridge. That's what you had every morning. And so... Uh, Rule. On holiday... <laughs> yeah, you'd get treated. <laughs> we'd get treated to cream of wheat. Yeah. God, this Ledoux stuff. Yeah. Jackson, you sent me a link, and it was titled, Why do college football playoff games have to start so late? And I thought, I can't wait to hear the answer. I, like many of you watching, listening to this program, podcasting it, watched and, 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 and said to my family, if the one-year-old could understand it, I'm not sure on that. If the six-year-old could understand it, not sure on that. And my wife, listen, people, <laughs> when four o'clock rolls around, don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. Don't bother me. Dad's watching yeah. his football shows. They even look at you. Yeah. Stay clear. Yeah. Now, I said... Now, there's another one coming up at 7.45. I'm probably not going to invest my time in that one because dad's going to be sleeping by the time they get to the third quarter. And I remember thinking to myself, God, that seems like that's a late start for the the college football playoff second game. Well, as it turns out, there is a reason for it. And I read from AwfulAnnouncing. That's because after an 8.45 p.m. Eastern kickoff got pushed back to 9.01 due to the Rose Bowl's overtime finish, the Sugar Bowl matchup between Washington and Texas did not end until 12.50 a.m. Eastern. But the question, of course, is why did it start so late anyway? It was scheduled to start at 8.45 Eastern. And it turns out, in something that In 2024, for me to read and be shocked by, it really takes a lot. The Rose Bowl wants to start at 5 Eastern to preserve its tradition and its sunset in the second half. I'm going to repeat that. The Rose Bowl wants the game to start at 5 Eastern because... They love having the sunset in the second half. And that is why, that is why you did not get to watch all of Texas and Washington, or you were exhausted yesterday and possibly still feeling the effects of it today. And that's because the Rose Bowl committee expects, nay, demands a 5 p.m. Eastern kickoff so it can have the sunset over the mountains in the second half. And I thought when I reacted with horror to this that I would have a unifying response from the audience, a bipartisan piece of legislation that everyone could get behind in condemning the Rose Bowl and their need for the sunset in the second half only to find out that the gentleman standing across from me loves himself a good Rose Bowl sunset. Jackson, the floor is yours. It's the best thing going. 
The Ladies sun- and gentlemen, the sunset at the Rose Bowl is the best thing going. The sunset at the Rose Bowl is incredible to look at, and you can be like Doug Vaughn on TMA and say, well, if you're watching the game, who cares about the sunset? Why did you change Doug's voice to sound like he's 90? <laughs> I noticed that. I, listen, I just I was just trying to change up the character a little bit so that people knew I was talking about Doug there, because he you know say, like, if you're watching the game, who cares? I say when they do the sweeping shots or, you know, the establishing shots, the drone shots over the stadium, and you can see that beautiful sunset, the gradient going from purple to yellow to orange all throughout the California sky, and you got awesome college football playoff action going on, that is as good as your eyes can take it. Like, your corneas are just are just f- filled with outstanding looks. It's great. I love it. I, I would hate for that to be taken away uh, just so some people on the East Coast, the coastal elites, right. can get a little bit more sleep. Oh, I like that. You play, you did play to the people with the coastal elites. Thing. Yeah, us in the Midwest, Mountain Time, West Coast. You what know. about the coastal elites on the West Coast? Do they well, count? Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I could pick a couple places, but I won't. And I will say that, you know, for us blue-collar people, we enjoy. <laughs> us blue-collar people at Horton Watkins. Yeah, we enjoy seeing the sunset. You know, we're we're used to gray skies here in the Midwest. We don't have it like that. I like to see it on my television set. I couldn't give a rat's ass about a sunset. The broadcast shows for five seconds. I'd rather be able to comfortably watch the biggest CFB games of the season. That's from the 636. Nope. 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 You're wrong. I'm right. The Rose Bowl. Listen, in a, in a world of... Could there be a more Ledoux take than I want to see the sunset in Southern California? It's from the 60s. If you're going to play in Southern California, do it right and get the sunset. In a, in a world with lifeless, neutral site games... there are ramifications to that decision. <laughs> I get it. I get it. And I have a solution to that coming up here in a second. Oh. But I'm saying... Okay, well, I'm open to a solution. Yeah, I just... In a world of lifeless stadiums with domes that look the exact same... You come after the Edward Jones Dome and the Battle Dome, you better be ready to come through me. Present company excluded. Right. Whether it be the Superdome... Uh, the Mercedes-Benz Dome in Atlanta. The most aesthetically pleasing college football game this year was not Michigan-Alabama at the Rose Bowl. It was Memphis versus Missouri. At the, at the yeah, dome. so dark in the concourse, I needed my phone light to get around to get a beer. Either way, my solution to this, and it actually was in my Little Pills Wide Birth Wednesday, is Kirk Herbstreet tweeted yesterday that the Rose Bowl should be the permanent site for the national championship. It shouldn't rotate, make the Rose Bowl national championship. I'm sure the other Bulls loved that take. Right, so logistically it'd be difficult. However, you could get the sunset by playing it. If you're playing it on Monday like you always do, you play it on Monday, it kicks off 5 Eastern. Obviously that's not ideal, not prime time. What is Herb? Herb Street's like a guy like who's fresh out of journalism school who knows nothing about the business, espousing a negative EV take. And I'm a big Kirk Herb Street guy. Like, that's so... Well, I couldn't be more on, on his side. He loses money. Are you still on his side? Well, I... we know in Ledoux, doesn't hurt everything... My, doesn't hurt my pockets. So, I, you know, I don't give a damn. And even so, they... So they would start the game at 5 Eastern? Yeah. On a Monday? Yep. Well, yeah, yeah. Yep. Monday, 5 Eastern. This really might be the final Wait. balloon party, but it's not because I'm being terminated. Well, you can't go Sunday. That's the NFL's day. So you got to go Monday or any weekday that will work, really. And then you play it. <laughs> any at, Glenn will do. Yeah. Single ball. You play it at 5, and now you're golden, literally. And now oh, you have, the, oh, the networks that are paying hundreds of millions of dollars will love to have the random Monday, January 7th, 
2 p.m. West Coast kickoff. Well, the Rose Bowl is like the only bowl that has like real juice, like real like history. Like I understand, like like I, I need to take a vacation day. It's the first week of the year. I understand, but the national championship game is on, you know, and it's Tuesday. Well, I understand you're losing out on the prime time, but the well, that know. matters. I mean, you can't like go. Oh, I understand we're losing out on prime time. That counts. But part of the game's in prime time. Halftime, you're right in the in the heat of no, it. No, it actually isn't for half the country. Well, yeah, West Coast is going to really feel it. But again, you know they're not there. Doing well, in this board meeting, I think I think it has legs. I like the idea of it. You play the it's it's the only it's it's in in name that thing is My hot, baby. <laughs> is like a Hitachi magic wand. My <laughs> goodness, I just barely touch it. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's active. But the Rose Bowl is like the only bowl, at least in name, that isn't sullied by sponsorship. It's just pure as long. It's college football history. I talked about in TMA, Texas, USC, like my first ever football game I remember watching. That was awesome. Make that the permanent national championship site. Jackson talking about being blue collar while I envision him watching the bowl games in his robe and slippers, sipping hot tea with his pinky in the air while planning his next quail hunt trip. Yep. That's from the 314. You went quail hunting? Yeah, and I go by Reginald. I had no idea. Yeah, only on only on Sundays <laughs> and Mondays. Uh, but that I think it's I think it's a great idea. I, I'd rather that than the keep playing in Houston and Glendale and New Orleans, <laughs> Atlanta. They all look the I, same. You know what? I'm going to get behind this idea just because I can't wait for the reaction when ABC and ESPN because Disney right now is killing it, <laughs> and time. when Bob Iger goes to the board and go, "Hey, we got another idea to lose even more." Yeah. We're going to put the national championship game on a Monday. Oh, like a holiday. No, 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 no. Just a Monday, and it's going to start at 5 Eastern. So then that way the Rose Bowl gets its sunset. Listen, you're, you're over here. People are complaining that the games are going way too late. I'm providing a perfect solution, and you get the sunset. It's going to cost them tens of millions of dollars, if not hundreds of millions of dollars. What advertiser is going to be able to... You're going to see those Burger King commercials nonstop. Yeah, That's the only advertiser that'll be on this game. Cool. Perfect. We don't want any of these advertisers who don't... Yeah, you don't want us at 4 p.m. I hope Mungan S. Burkhardt, Alton Toyota isn't listening to this when you say we don't want any of these advertisers. What a stunning... And what about the people at Sound Story? The great people at Sound Story. I hope they don't hear that. They probably know the value of a quality sunset. Southern California. The good people at Soundstory might be able to afford to buy advertising on the national championship game if it's played on a Monday at halftime. There's my Monday at two in the afternoon. There's my stance. I am you pro to help Soundstory. Pro local business. Support local. Support sunsets. Rose Bowl national championship. 4 p.m. start central. Lock it in. Take off work early. Guys, I'm praying for a cloudy day in Southern California after yeah, Bill's was, idea. No, it's winter, baby. You don't get, you don't get clouds. Piddles, I love you, but do not die on this hill. Death is upon us. I am on the hill, and I'm not moving. When you first said this on TMA about an hour ago, I go, oh, you've you've morphed into our guy, Dan Orlowski, for 2024. You're saying something you couldn't possibly believe. And by the way, 
the let's start the national championship game at two on a random Monday is new. That wasn't even on TMA. It was the pro Rose Bowl sunset take that led to the Sugar Bowl ending at one Eastern. Extremely pro. Uh, that's that I won't ever fold on. That is, I don't care. Like it starts late. That's that's the breaks. You know, that's that's what you get. That's what you get. Like well, and also just play the games on New Year's Eve, and then we alleviate all these issues. Play the CFP semis on New Year's Eve. Okay. I'm listening to you. Play it on New Year's because everybody everybody deserves their voice to be heard. That's why I've been writing into the sound off section in the Post Dispatch for years. That's why I comment under all SCSTL Today articles. Let's say it's a Sunday, New Year's Eve. Yeah. Tell me how your conversation with uh, Roger Goodell goes. Yeah, that's going to be that's that's the tough one. Right now, we've seen the NFL like they move the Monday night game. To this Saturday week, for to the Saturday. Lions and the Cowboys, and then they get to put their officiating on full display for everyone. Great game. Stripes ruined it. Either way, shout out to the Lions and Jack Fox. Either way, that's going to be tough. Sunday, New Year's Eve, you're going to run into well, some I understand, serious problems. But what are we going to do about it? Like when you're in, when you're when you're in the board yeah, right. at Disney, you and Iger, and you're pitching this to the the investors. You can't just say, "Well, it's going to be tough." Well, here's what we're going to do on New Year's Eve when it falls on a Sunday. Saturday, Saturday the thirtieth. Saturday the thirtieth. That's Saturday, the solution. Play it Saturday the thirtieth. I know that that sucks for like some of the other, but next year with the twelve team playoff, I don't know how it's all going to look. But non CFP people. This, this is all being done to preserve the Rose Bowl's second half sunset over the mountains. I, I guess I just love tradition. I don't know. I guess I'm. I guess I, I like the way things have worked. You know, I believe in in the foundation. Of this great nation, and that is a foundation built on sunsets of the Rose Bowl. I care about communities. I don't care about East Coast people's sleep. You know, rough it for a day. World's smallest violin. This is why you don't have a teenager on a sports talk show. That's from the 314. You're a 25-year-old man. 25 years young. Yep. Yeah. Soon to be 26. March. March 14th. 13th. Close, though. Ides of March 14th. Ooh, or 15th. Uh, do you like that George Clooney picture, Ides of March? What no. about Ryan Gosling and how hot he is? I love Ryan Gosling. Clip that off. I love. If you haven't seen the 2011 film Drive with Ryan Gosling, treat yourself. Oh, wow. Film recommendation. Yeah, Albert Brooks plays a gangster. It's outstanding. Uh, they're more likely to play the game on actual rose petals than play it at two in the afternoon on a random Monday. That is from thanks, comma, dad. But that's a great text name. <laughs> that's outstanding. And thanks, I'm, I'm on board is with that. Thanks, comma. And then is that coming from dad or is it thanks, dad? Like you're thanking your father. I think it's thanking your father. And I'm, I would be on board with the petals. I'm on record that the rose is my favorite flower. And so I think I think everybody listening knows that I just it's it's a great it's just great. I plan on naming my first daughter Rose. Matter of fact, stunned that the guy who created the website gooderbad.com has this fantastic take. Get back into the ticket taking booth, Jackie boy. That's from the three one four. Listen, I, 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 Tim's reading a lot of these texts against me. I know, I know. You can read whatever text you would like. Sir. Not have, say, have at it. I'm not saying that you, you're you're picking and choosing. I just know people are with me on this, and if they don't want, well, how come none of them are active? Well, that's the, the thing. It's like that's that is like they're personally scared, and that's why I'm doing this for them. I am a martyr. I am doing it for them so that they don't have to. But I know people are with me on this, that they love the sunset in Pasadena and they love the Rose Bowl. And, you know, Texas Washington going late, be damned. Solely to have the five-second shot and then Kirk Herbstreit going, ah, yes, the sunset. As a boy growing up in the Midwest, I long to see this. Yes, because the, the, these 
like that picture of Vince Young standing up at the Rose Bowl. Obviously, it's dark at the time, but it's a it's an all time shot. It lives in the annals of history. It does, but that was a night game. It finished at night because it started at night. Okay, well let's let's start the first quarter at sunset then. How about that? Does that can I at least get a sunset at the beginning? I mean, you can. Yeah, we'll start it at seven Eastern. You're just going to be out of prime time. Yeah, for some parts. And that yeah. is problematic for the advertisers and for the networks that are paying for the rights. Yeah. Well, Listen, I'll, 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 I'll advance the sunset take. I'm just telling you, here is the problem with the random Monday kickoff yeah. starting and trying to keep the sunset. Just another example of money corrupting art. Nice. That's something I think everybody will get behind. Ladies and gentlemen, Jackson Burkett who I believe deep down really feels this take and is not going Dan Orlovsky, Stephen A. Smith, Chris Russo, and who would be on the other Mount Rushmore? Oh, Skip boy. Bayless? Yeah, even though he's kind of been he's kind of been found out that he's, you know, kind of <laughs> him and Stephen A are they're kind of all so entertainment. So you are not playing a character. No, far from it. I love I love it. I think it's great. I was looking forward to it. That's like I was so fired up to watch the Rose Bowl because because I, you couldn't wait for the sunset. It wasn't I, about Nick Saban, Jim Harbaugh, two incredible programs playing. You were like, no, no, no. I can skip the first half. Get me to the the, the second half when I can see the sunset. I had been tracking the weather in Pasadena like a week out just to make sure that we were going to get the sunset. I got to tell you something. If you are Orlovskying me, I am folding. I am laying down the hand. I believe you at this point. I'm. I'm. T- this is. I just. I. I've been I on pocket queens too. I get. That. I'm strong. I've been on record saying how much I hate neutral site games in college football. I think it takes away from the coolest part of college football, which is the atmosphere. But if you are going to do it, do it right with something like the Rose Bowl. You know what Wham said? If you're going to do it, do it right. Do it with me. Was that George Michael or was that Wham? Oh, man. Um, Which one was in American Psycho? That was Huey Huey Lewis in the news. Did they say that? I don't believe so. They had an album called Sports. I was specific that they did. It was right around the same time as Wham's debut. Okay, there we go. Now we're talking. (laughs) See, full circle. I had no idea it was 1039. <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> God. Like, I think, am I looking at the Eastern time clock? <laughs> it's, it's sunset in Pasadena. We really might be fine. This really might be it. We, I mean, either way, we still made it two years with this thing. Yeah, That's fine. Solid. Uh, all right. Uh, we might be fired for a wide variety of reasons today. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Jackson, they are uh, discussing who's going to replace us on Balloon Party. Oh, in the YouTube chat. Okay. Tiny PP uh, wants to Take replace us. Oh, man! So he's making this move. Yeah. Now I kind of feel like his love for the show maybe has been an act the whole time. It's almost transactional. Yeah. Like, like leave the cash on the nightstand. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's ten forty-five, and we still have to break. <laughs> You know, I've let the clock get away from me ever since we started the show. This may be my most egregious offense, however, because not only the length of time I allowed it to get away, the lack of awareness while I was letting it get away, but then really mainly the topic that let it get away, which, of course, was Jackson's passionate defense of the sunset justifying nine o'clock kickoffs for the college football playoff semifinal. Yeah, it's one thing if we like have Taylor Twelman or Gabe 
Oh, Jeremy, I'm getting emotional. About to cry. Or Jeremy Rutherford on, and we go along with them, you know, big topics in sports locally here. But yeah, for me, they just kind of espouse my, uh, my love of the sunset, despite, you know, what it's going to cost some of these platforms. It's egregious. It's egregious. But yeah. I mean, I guess we're riding high off that second anniversary gala. Yeah, that is true. Bob Hope, Carol Burnett, and Gary Coleman all were in yesterday. Uh, go back and watch it on YouTube. YouTube, 101 ESPN channel, text in air comfort service, text line 314-399-9646. You were accusing me, passive aggressively for that matter, of picking and choosing texts that weren't agreeing with you. Were you able to find some texts that do agree with you on this wonderful, wonderful position you've decided to Arlovsky? I found one. Oh, wow. Okay, great. Uh, it's from a, a friend of the YouTube chat, Daddy Be Cooking. Daddy Be Cooking. He said, I'm defending Jackson in the YouTube chat. Now I must come to the text inbox to do the same. Everyone needs to leave my beautiful, smooth-skinned baby boy Jackson alone. 5 p.m. Central National Championship <laughs> kickoffs or nothing. <laughs> Say it seemed like he defended you because he's attracted to you more than... They ask how. They don't ask how. They ask how many, Tim. That's right. That's exactly right. All right, we got this little piddles. What is today called? Half half. Uh, wide Birth Wednesday. Wide Birth Wednesday. It's clearly been that. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and I feel like we got to tap into it. Uh, and this is you're gonna you're gonna be earning your pay here because this is a this is the witching hour of of sport. Yeah. At least I, locally. I got one here that I think you can kind of mull over in the break. And I'm, I'm curious. Oh, it sounds like you're, you're sending me to break. I guess I picked up on that. Well, I think my first rodeo. I think you're going to need to mull over this question a touch. Okay. So today is the 104th anniversary of the Red Sox trading Babe Ruth to the Yankees and the start of the curse of the Great Bambino. Yep. So two questions I got. What are some of the worst trade slash deals in St. Louis sports history that could rival the Red Sox trading the Babe? Also, who are some of the cursed franchises in sports today? Okay, I like that. I am going to have to mull it. I am going to ask the people, of course, to give me some of their worst uh, Cardinals, Blues, trades, uh, 314-399-9646, and then cursed franchises. One that comes to mind immediately, the Guardians. Is that obvious? No, that's not where my first guess, my first thought was. Huh. Interesting. I guess we'll find out on the other side of the break. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, getting better at teasing. Uh, all right, uh, Jackson, I will be mulling, and then I'll be looking in the YouTube chat and the Air Comfort Service text line, and then I'll find out. I wonder what franchise you're thinking of. Can you just tell me the sport? Football. Bears? No, but they're 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 if this team is one, they're one A. God, it's interesting. I have to admit they had some success in the early part of the 2010s. But since have been nothing but cursed. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. Man. Provocative. Mm-hmm. It gets the people going. Yeah, I know. It's it's intriguing here. What's going on with you after the, the Rose Bowl segment <laughs> is because it'll be here to foreknown. All right, we'll break, we'll come back. Final segment of Balloon Party. This is one one spin. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. All right, Jackson, uh, you, you teased me so effectively here with this question to finish off today's edition of the Muggin S. Burkhardt Alton Toyota Balloon Party, and it was what franchise is most cursed right now? I guessed Cleveland Guardians. Then I started firing bullets. You said it was an NFL team. I said Browns. You said no. I'm all Cleveland all the time. What NFL team are you thinking? I think it's more magnified because of the market it's played in, but my answer is the New York Jets. 
they are to me okay, that's a nice play. as cursed and I thought this year's first game was a microcosm of their curse. That's a nice play. You know, they've been Look, I could have gotten that one. Should I should have gotten that one. I couldn't could could have. Yeah, should have. It's just they've been, you know, begging for a quality quarterback ever since I guess like Mark Sanchez was there and even that wasn't great, but right. they were successful. Either way, they finally get the best they could possibly get and then in four plays just it is over. intriguing that I, if you were to think of three of the most cursed teams since you know the 21st century began, so we're talking about nearly a quarter of uh, the century at this point. And I would think Bears, Browns, and Jets. That's who. That's where I would default click to. All of them have one thing in common. I mean, you could all say they're playing in cold weather uh, once October, November rolls around, but. I don't know if any of them had an established presence at quarterback since the year 2000. Yep. I mean, the Bears have been tortured by that. They have a decision to make now in Justin Fields since they'll have the number one overall pick because of their deal with the Panthers. Panthers, big fans of that. Saw their owner, David Tepper, find $300,000 for throwing a drink at fans in Jacksonville this past. What That's an operation tough. they got. I mean, if you're doing sports talk radio in Charlotte. Oof. Yeah. I doubt there's a lot of Hornets talk. Let me put it that way. Um, I know you would probably. Well, Lamelo, you know, right? Um, but yeah, the Bears and the Browns. Yeah, and now it's Flacco season. I, I, I got to tell you, I am pulling for a Browns Lions Super Bowl. Me too. I really am. I'm pulling for Browns Ravens divisional matchup. That would be oh, like incredible. That would be so do? awesome. Like, yeah, sign me up. But yeah, I mean, like, the thing of the Bears, they went to the Super Bowl in 06 with sexy Rexy Grossman. Like, sexy Rexy. They have been, yeah. So those three teams have a great perspective on it. Like, just no quarterback for real over the last couple of years. You, uh, you also posed the question uh, worst trades? Yep. Cardinals, Blues. Uh, got a number of, of votes. I mean, one that is very recent that feel like it kind of doesn't get enough attention for how bad it is? I mean, what, where do you think I'm going with this? See, so this speaks to the fact that, you yeah. know, you and I realize right now you're focused on the Rose Bowl sunset, so you're not all with me right now. I, I'm, I know I'm looking at you, right. but I'm seeing you're still the seeing, skyline. Sure. Uh, like like the, the Marcelo Zuna thing might live forever. Yeah. It's a tough I'm rental. One guy's won a Cy Young and the other guy started an all-star game. Yeah. T- and Ozuna was known for either that neon green sleeve or for misjudging a fly ball by about 20 feet. Yeah. I guess I could play devil's Man advocate. climbed the wall for a ball that landed 10 feet in front of him. And you could see the team in the opposing bullpen laughing to the point of soiling themselves as he fell off the wall from climbing it. I'd like to go back and see if that was the best sports moment of that year. Because if it isn't, it should have been. That was okay, the greatest great. thing of all time. I agree with you. Uh, to, I guess Steve play- Carlton would be like. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned to you in the break. To me, it's Bill Russell leaving St. Louis. I feel like that doesn't get enough attention. Not, but, yeah. I, but I it also is, is, it's also dated. Extremely it happened in '56, but I mean that, that's it changes the Adam course Oates, of who played hockey for the Blues, which is a hockey team here. I, I texted them once to get them on the show. It didn't work out for me. <laughs> um, yeah, those are those are ones that. That immediately come to mind. I do like your Bill Russell play. Uh, yeah, people say 100% on the Browns. Yeah, I mean, I get that. I get Cleveland in general. Like, if it wasn't for, you know, LeBron. Andy Van Slyke's a nice play. Yeah. That's a nice play. He got traded for Spanky Lavalier and uh, mm. Tony Pena, mm. and then went on to kill it in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. There's And St. Louis has been the benefit of some, some really bad trades, certainly. But, uh, 
yeah, the Marcelo Zuna one, like the only way you could point that, like he was a, an important part of that offense, but he was essentially a rental, and now you've lost out on two world class pitchers. Uh, somebody says, what about the Bills as a cursed team? Yeah, four straight and not getting there. The thing is about that, only one of those games is really close. Right, right. And it's tough now because they're, I mean, I know this season's been kind of up and down, but they are a much better team and they've at least been close. And in Buffalo, like, they love the Bills so much that, like, it's tough for me to say that they're cursed. I know they love the Jets in New York, but, like, that's a city that is, like... So if a city loves the team, then they're not cursed? But it's like a, take. it's like a different so, kind of love. Fortunately on today, it's only the second worst take. It's a different kind. It's like, it's like how England loves soccer, how the uh, people Buffalo love the Bills. Jets went back to back to the AFC Championship game. It's from the six one eight. Right, I get that, but like, I'm, I, and maybe it's recency bias because of the Aaron Rodgers thing. But that was like true. Like they had the hard knocks thing. People were yeah. going nuts. They were saying you know, this team could be the one to find. I remember saying barrier. before the show. And by the way, the, 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 I, I happened to be right, but the process was wrong. I'm like, I'm sure. I always short the, the hard knocks teams because right. the public overvalues them because they start always. to like them. Yep. So I was shorting the Lions not this year, but the previous year. Shorting the Jets this year, but this year I just stumbled into it because of thing that happened with Rodgers. Jackson, big show for you today. Feel good. Gold star for Jackson. That's what I say. Feeling great. Yeah, if this is our last one, what, <laughs> we what an exit. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, BK and Ferrario are up next for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Munganas Burkhard, Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN and the 101 ESPN YouTube channel. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.